Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Cleverly for Sheringham! The And to follow all the way! and welcome back to the last word on Spurs. God, I tell you, I am so pleased to be back on this show. It's been a while. On the show, of course, we're looking ahead to the huge Champions League semi-final first day to come against Ajax. Honestly, I'm pinching myself. Can't believe what I'm saying. It's a huge night in store for Tottenham Hotspur and I cannot wait to be talking about what a huge game it is to come. But first, we are going to have to talk about that galling defeat at the weekend against West Ham, which still pains me to say it, but helping me on this show. Delighted to have alongside me, as usual, Jason McGovern. Joining myself and Jason, I'm pleased to have back on the show one of our favourite guests in Troy Townsend. And joining myself and Troy and Jason, we're pleased to be handing out a debut to Melisa Sebalas. So listen guys, enjoy the show and God, we've got a huge night to look forward to. Jace, how are you? Not too bad, mate. We're just two more defeats away from finishing third. So uh, <laughs> in a great run of form and if we don't win another game in the next five, we'll be Champions League winners as well. It's, it's, it's quite astonishing this season, mate. I'll tell you, and you're some oracle, are you telling me that? God help us. <laughs> Joining Jason, we're delighted to have a returning guest to the last one on Spurs, one of our favourites, and of course the brilliant Troy Townsend back on the show. Troy, how are you coping? 
great introduction, Ricky, but I think everyone is now going to think that I'm the person that's responsible for all these defeats <laughs> after every time I come on. So I do hope people take it in the way that it is, but always a pleasure to be with you, Jace. Chewing the fat, as they say, and, and hoping for lots of therapy. See, the try, I should really give you a title as you know, one of the obviously essential members that kick it out, but you have become a therapy coach on the last one on Spurs as well. So <laughs> I hope you don't mind me kind of bringing that into the picture as well. Listen, if, if today works well, then I'll happily give up my job and just be a therapy coach for the rest of my time, I think. And the problem for Troy is this is recording and we can hold him to that. So that's the, <laughs> that's the truth about it. Now, joining Troy, joining Jason, we're delighted to be handing out a debut to a lady who's making her name on Twitter. We'd like to have her here. We've got Melisa Ceballos with us. Melisa, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm happy to be here, as it happens to be after a defeat, but nonetheless. <laughs> Mel, it's always the way. But listen, we've got a huge Champions League semi-finals to look forward to. So don't worry. We've got plenty of happiness to come. But to start with the doom and gloom, Jace, can I bring you in first? Because we're glad to talk about that 1-0 defeat against West Ham at the weekend, which not only ends Spurs' winning record in that new stadium, but also inflicts our first defeat at the new ground. I mean, in the first half, Jace, you would maybe argue decision-making, finishing let Spurs down. But in that second half, Jace, we were awful and looked knackered. Thoughts on the game? Exactly what you've just said, mate. First half, I didn't think it was too bad for... Uh... For a first half, we know first halves for Tottenham, we've hardly scored in the first half for ages other than Huddersfield. So, you know, the first half went pretty much and I got to half time. I thought, OK, we're looking all right. But West Ham stepped up after the break, didn't they? Raised the tempo, got on top of us and we just didn't seem to have an answer. And worryingly for us, once West Ham scored, we, you know, other than Vincent Janssen's last minute header, we we never looked like being able to equalise. So, yeah, a disappointing day all round, that's for sure. Troy, let me come around to you because 12 defeats in the Premier League, you know, I just think that's simply unacceptable for a club of Tottenham stand. You know, it once again reiterates the case that for me, Troy, I never had you on before and discussed it, that Spurs surely have to act early this summer in order to look to reinvest in the key areas of the squad if they are to look to look forward domestically. Do you think that's fair for me to say that, Troy? Yeah, I mean, it, it swings and roundabouts, you know, when, when things were going well, everyone was saying what a tight squad we've got and how the fact that we haven't made new signings that some settled people was, was great, to be honest. But, you know, for me, the important time of the season is this running time. It's, you know, probably February onwards when all the squads are settled, you know, you've made all the signings you can and then you look to that running in, in the best possible manner. And I think, you know, the end of the season always brings you injuries as well. And, you know, we just haven't been able to cope with the, 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 the injuries that we've had. And, and there's players running on empty, I think, you know. And I think that is obviously an impact of not having been able to freshen the squad up, not having the signings that maybe we could have done, and also not bringing some of the young players through as well, you know. I thought that Saturday was an opportunity to include a couple of the young lads and maybe start them. Um, if not, at least freshen the team up with them. And we didn't have that. And for me, that has to be an important element because if we're going to trust these young players to be part of the squad, then surely the likes of Skip, Walker-Peters, and I'd even include Parrot in that. And I'll include Parrot because, you know, we've reintroduced Janssen. Um, I'm, not, I'm not being disrespectful to anybody, but we know what he hasn't given the team and I'm not sure that he would just come out, out as a flash in the pan and provide something that we, we definitely need. So, you know, maybe one of the youngsters going to play or Parrot as it is going to play up front might have been a little buzz or spark for him that could have buzzed and sparked the team, you know. So, I, 
it is a difficult one. We should have freshened it up. The reasons are there why we didn't freshen it up, you know, but very most definitely, the you know, it's very hard to make those signings early in June, you know, early in July, but we definitely have to make sure that there's a hit list there. And that hit list is, you know, you try and get someone in early just to boost everybody. And that's, you know, not just the players, but it's the fans and it's everybody around the club. I'm in touch with that. And, you know, we've got a load of questions in for this week. Aaron at Aaron Ray says, that's our 12th defeat of the season. Surely far too many. Thatchmo says, 12th defeat of the season. Have we gone backwards? Question mark. Well, Mel, let's bring you in because, as you mentioned, the 12 defeats, more than the 2017-18 season and 2016-70 season combined. I mean, Mel, it's crazy. How are we still in the running to potentially finish third and secure a Champions League place, which at the moment we now only require just two points to do so? from our remaining games. I mean, it's been a crazy couple of weeks to be a Spurs fan. Aside from the fact Son has saved us a lot, you know, with a few last-minute winners, it's like luck plagues a big part in it, you know? It's like we're handing out third place to Chelsea, United, Arsenal. We're handing it out on a plate and just no one's taking it. If they was to have capitalised on that, we obviously wouldn't be in the position we are now. Do you know what I mean? But it's weird because it's like we're in the semi-final. It's the furthest we've got the first time we've qualified into a semi-final and it's like it's one of the best seasons we've had but performance-wise one of the worst it's a very odd season Mel you mentioned obviously just there that the fact that we've been quite lucky that other teams around us haven't capitalised on the fact that we haven't won the last couple of games has it stunned you by the fact that Arsenal for example lost their last three everyone's discussing about how easy their running was have you been surprised by how these other teams just simply haven't picked up the points to put any pressure on us I am. Do you know what? I don't put much respect on Arsenal, but I think I put a little bit more <laughs> of them to concede nine goals in three games. That, all of a sudden, you are now a legend, Mel, already. You've only said one thing and you are a legend. <laughs> but come on, nine goals in three games. Yeah. Push us. It's insane. I mean, Jason, we heard what the Leicester fans are chanting. Do you want to give us a rendition? <laughs> Well, Tottenham Hotspur are laughing at you. It, it, it's good they've, they've got animal welfare looking after them, haven't they? I mean, <laughs> lots of the eagles, the foxes and wolves, and they've got the seagulls next. So it's, it's, it's perfect. But, you know, what, what you said about strengthening Rick and, and spending in the summer, what we've got to be careful of is don't forget, you kept telling me last summer how all the teams around us had strengthened. And despite all that strengthening that Man United did and Arsenal did and Chelsea they're did, still behind. they're still behind us. <laughs> and so that's why I kept saying last summer, isn't it? It's not about spending. It's about spending it wisely and getting in the players that the manager wants, not not players that are, look brilliant on FIFA on a computer game that, that all the fans want. It's, it's spending to be it wisely. Yeah, to be honest, Jace, I think we've done a bit of that in the past ourselves in terms yeah. of buying players off of the back of, uh, to be fair, what I don't know, to be totally honest. And they've very quickly been moved on out on loan or whatever else. And I agree with you. I think it's important now that whoever's strategy it is, and we've got to remember as well, is there money to spend? You know, you've got to remember we, you know, the the new the new stadium and whatever else. When I say is there money to spend, I mean what kind of money is there to spend? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, anyone anyone that knowing Tottenham's situation now would actually start bulking prices up anyway. Um, so it's, it is one where the strategy has to be right. You know, is it one player? Is it two? Is it three players? For me, it's three or four, but you have to offload some as well. And the offloading might be the easy bit. It's the actual getting the players in, in terms of what fees they're going to cost is, is the difficult one. And like I said, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what kind of noises come out of the club, you know, once the season's done. And 
however that season is successful, we're all hoping that it end, it's ending at the you know the Champions League final with with a trophy. But it'll be interesting to see because you win the Champions League and all of a sudden you become much more marketable as as a team that people want to join anyway. But then you also become much more marketable to the, those that are selling. You know, so it's a massive, it, it's a lot to throw in the mix, really, about, you know, and we've got to wait until those noises happen and they will happen right at the end of the season, no doubt. The other key to it is, is whilst, whilst we all want those signings nice and early, let's not forget Vincent Janssen signed, I think, you know, about the first or second week of June and look how that's turned out. So, you know, you've still got to get the, get the transfers right. It's not just spending yeah. for the sake of spending. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Jason there about Janssen because I mean it's funny you have to think now we're having to potentially rely on Janssen playing a part <laughs> in three games in a row, which is maybe indicative to how bad we really did f up the summer. We we can all sit here. It's pointless revisiting last. No, of summer, course it's. It? I mean, no, of course. Yeah, we're down. To, we're down to match day thirty six. We've got a semi final of the Champions. Of course. You know we can't change what we have done. We can only learn from from what's happened, and and you just got to. You know, the, the focus over these next few games can't be about what's happening in the summer. It's got to be fully focused on what we're doing for these two games. Get that result Saturday at Bournemouth and make sure that we're in it next year and try and get these two semi-final results. And then, then you know, we've got to look, look forward to a final and then we can start thinking of it then. I'm sure the club are, have got one eye on the summer already, but as fans, you've just got to concentrate on the games that we're playing, mate. Mm. I mean, an interesting stat out there is that Tottenham played 54 games this season, Troy. Kane, Son, Eriksen and Delhi have started in just 10 of them altogether. For all the other stuff, surely that's the biggest hamper in the season that we haven't had the full squad to pick from, really, throughout the course of the season. Yeah, but, you know, I, again, I'm not looking for excuses as to why things have gone wrong, you know, or not say gone wrong. And it's maybe, how can you say things have gone wrong? We're third in the table, exactly. in the Champions League yeah. semi-final, but maybe not to the expectation of, of many. Um, and like I said, I think we're, we're quite fortunate that fourth place, fifth place and sixth place have been shocking. They are, seriously, they are shocking. Um, watching Arsenal last week, Sunday, they disrespected Crystal Palace and got their comeuppance and haven't been able to recover. And, and watching Man United implode because everything was Mourinho's fault and now Mourinho's gone, you know, the grass is going to start growing a lot better. Just, just cracks you up, to be totally honest. So I think those clubs will have another rebuilding process over the summer. Um, and whilst ours is not a rebuilding process, ours has got to be very meticulous in the way that we approach what we've done. So, yes, 12 defeats is very disappointing, you know. But we have to move away from that now and realise that we're providing this best ever season that we've had in, in a competition that, you know, if we manage to bring that silverware home, then no one will remember the 12 defeats. So, you know, it's important to, to see the team gel as it does it's important that you know we get behind the team as much as we can and listen there's no Harry Kane till possibly a Champions League final we have to deal with that and predominantly like you said I think Mel said it with the last minute goals and whatever we have been doing with the likes of Son and that maybe we've got away with it a little bit this season but there's so much there should be so much optimism around the club that the doom and gloom you know shouldn't exist really but it does because that's the nature of mainly the social media fans. So, mm. you know, we've got to look at it as a, as a positive. We've got to look at it that, you know, injuries are part and parcel of, of the industry. And, and by the way, it's not only this season that Harry's been missing. It's been, you know, the last couple of seasons, you know, there's talking about, you know, you have to speak about the other Harry and Harry Winks as well, who's been missing for a large part. You know, Sissoko, who's now picked up an injury and, and, and you know, is, is 
missed massively, you know, um, Eric Dyers and, and all those. So we have to appreciate that those players have been injured. Um, we've been managed to ride a lot of the storm. We've been quite fortunate that the, the teams underneath us are not as good as us. Doesn't matter what team we put out, and you know we we have to we have to realise that we've got an opportunity here for history, um, and history is only two games away. And I think Jason's just said that. So, you know, there's a lot of positives to take away from a season. Um, a new player or two would just add to the greatness of 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 you know what we look forward to. To be totally honest, agree with that. Now back on the West Ham game, and we have to discuss it, guys. I'm sorry. You know, we've got a massive Champions League game to look forward to tonight. Semi final. Of course, we're going to give you a big preview about it. But just on West Ham, um, question in here, Mel, and like, give us your thoughts on this one. This is from JD underscore eighteen eighty two. He said. Thoughts on our season domestically? I know we're third, but have we stagnated and regressed in terms of domestically in the table, do you feel? When you take into account, you know, Sonny going away to two international tournaments, all the injuries we've had, um, the situation with the stadiums, you know, playing at Wembley for half the season. I, I, I wouldn't say it's been a bad season. Again, we, we've overachieved, which a lot of rival fans won't admit, mm. but we have, so I'm not going to say I'm too bummed about the season because I'm not, to be honest. OK, interesting. Now, just going back to the team who's ahead of the game against West Ham, we saw Spurs return to a back three with Foyth slotting in as a wing-back while Davis started at centre-back. As we're talking, had a slight knock and wasn't risked due to a touch of fatigue along with Wanyama and Lorente ahead of tonight's game in the Champions League. Now, thoughts on the team, Jess, when you initially saw that. Was you fairly confident when you saw that line-up ahead of West Ham? It's a case of needs must with the teams. It's, it's more or less what he can put out there. It's, there's not that many choices and... and and things he can do to change it at the moment, isn't he? You know, when you've got no Sissoko, you've got no Winks, we're having to play Deli Alley a lot deeper. I don't think Deli Alley looks anywhere near fit. You know, you had no Van Vertonghen, so that necessitates Ben Davis coming in, which also then means Danny Rose has got to play. You know, he's more or less just having to look at the team, who's fit, and pick that. And, you know, games, I get the feeling with some of these games at the moment, he, he, He'd love to be able to pick a, a different side or a different setup, but it, we're just not able to do so at the moment. So, you know, I, I don't worry too much about the, the team sheet now. And I mean, look at the Ajax game coming up. I have no idea who's going to play that, but it, it's pointless now worrying and saying, oh, why did this person play and why did that person play? It is a case of getting 11 fit players on the pitch and, and that's all you can do. Hmm. But it does seem just at the moment that Pochettino would rather risk Rose than pick KWP. Just watch your thoughts, Jason, on his long-term future. Does he have one at Spurs for you, Carl Walker-Peters? Well, I'd, I'd like to... I would have liked to have seen him play, I suppose. We saw him play, didn't we, at Palace and he made a, a silly handball. We saw him play at Southampton and he, he didn't cover himself with glory down there. So, you know, I, I suppose next year it may well be you, you try and get him on a, a really good good club at loan and hopefully, we, you know, Palace are interested in him and we get Wan-Bissaka come the other way. Because, <laughs> Troy's, Troy's got the inside track at that field. I knew he Yeah, come on, Troy, you've got the inside track, haven't you, Troy? What's you know, going on? Troy's his new agent. But, uh, no, I mean, seriously. Seriously, you know, I'd like KWP to get a, a really good loan deal next year and, and, and let's see what he's all about. And and he needs that, that run of exposure to first-team football. But, you know, Foyth didn't really... Conv- I know he made the, the late burst forward to create the Janssen chance, but... You know, I don't get the feeling for it's a great right back, and um, it's certainly an area we've got to address because Trippier, Oria, Foyth can play there, Carl Walker, Peters can play there, and I don't think any of any of the four have really convinced yet. 
Mm, I mean, Troy's trying to get into trouble again about Wan Bissaka. Don't be too surprised. It's Jason. You know what he's like. <laughs> but I mean, what's your thoughts, Troy? Just on um, fourth plan at right back when you've got a KWP sitting there on the bench, natural position. I mean, it would argue here. Yeah. Jared Elias says it would have been great to get in some game time to get some experience under his belt. He's not knocking for if he says he's got massive potential. But can you make any sense of that for you, Troy? Well, for me, listen, and who am I to be critical of of what decisions? Poch makes, do you know what I mean? No, but course, in yeah. my in my own head, um, yeah, I, I would have Walker Peters playing out there because one, because I think it gives the natural balance, particularly when you're playing with three as centre backs, and two, I just think that it gives you better progression going forward. Um, and I don't think for if listen, he's not the finished article. We we know that, and he's made some some errors which he's recovered very well on while during in play. And I just think you know. It, it's very difficult because he's now getting judged on being in the position that he's in. And I'd rather see him as a naturalised centre-half or someone who comes on the pitch rather than playing as a wing-back where I, I just think you're on a hiding to nothing there. And, and, you know, we look at a couple of the chances that West Ham created, to be fair, down both sides. And I think it really was difficult because of the kind of shape of the way that the team was set up. Um, and again, in terms of giving people opportunities... I would probably have played Walker Peters. I probably would have played Skip to start with because I, I do think the team looked looked very, very tired and lethargic. And I think, you know, you think about having to, to drag a result out of Brighton um, and then you think about Saturday. West Ham were always going to be up for that. We know that anyway. Do you know what I mean? And they were going to be playing on adrenaline and they were going to try and capture any kind of weakness that they could out of Spurs. And, and you know, it, it kind of, in the end, it's what happened is they captured a weakness. They they, they built on the tiredness and, and, you know, they got the goal and maybe should have scored again. So I, I just think at this stage of the season, it's all about trying to keep people fresh and plan them in their right positions. And hopefully, you know, having some faith in the youngsters and having faith that they may come on and, and ignite a little bit more more in, in the, the players who are dragging their heels a little bit. Um, I don't think you lose anything playing the youngsters at this period of time at the moment. So particularly with all the injuries. So that would probably be the only question mark for me is, is giving them a little bit more opportunity um, to go and to go and try and prove that they can be part of the squad in a big, you know, next season and moving forward. Mm, I agree with that. And Mel, what do you think? Their full-back area for Spurs seems to be a, a big concern. I think that's one of the areas, as we've discussed already on the show, that Spurs have to look at trying to get sorted over the course of the summer. I think yeah, the fullbacks is a huge problem. Um, I don't. I agree that we there was. I don't think we really needed to play fourth there. I would have put forward to put Carl Walker Peters at right back because um, when you look at it, especially with our remaining games, if I'm correct mathematically, we only need two points. That's right. Yeah, of course. To solidify our place into top four, so I think why not give the youngsters? Mel, Mel, as far as Jason's concerned, we don't need to win again because those behind us are never going to win anyway, so we'll be all right. Well, this was the man also in Jason McGovern that said we're better without Harry Kane, so don't don't take all what he says as no, gospel. No, Rick, you didn't say we were better without Harry Kane. Oh, what did you say then, Jason? He said we we get as many wins without him. Okay. Do you know what? But there's that argument is a really funny argument because when Harry came back. Harry wasn't fully fit. No, yeah. Um, and we were a better team without him at that period of time. Mm. You know, we had Song flying. I think Harry coming back upset Son a little bit in terms of his positional sense. And even though Harry, listen, he's a natural goal scorer, so he has that instinct of putting the ball in the back of the net. 
his overall contribution wasn't what we know. But we 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 keep going. Well, it's Harry, and he'll score a goal. And you know, no one wants to see him injured. But I think he he needs a rest, and he needs to rest that ankle massively. And it's at a period of time when we really could do with him. But uh, you know, who's to say that we still wouldn't have won by just one nil against Brighton? You know, last week or or you know, lost Saturday's game. So uh, you know, I, I've just got a thing for for him having a little period of time where. He needs to get himself back and 100% before the start of next season. So all this, he could be ready for the Champions League final or could be ready for the Nations League. I'm, all, you know, Whilst I wouldn't want him, if we get to the Champions League final, to miss it, I'm more thinking, you know, we need a, a fit Harry Kane playing how many games he's going to play next season without any injury, injury worries at all. Mm. And you're, you're right, Troy. I mean, you know... If you look at the Harry Kane thing, I think Pochettino has been critical of our team and the attitude and, and the desire and things shown. He was critical of it at Watford where Kane played and we lost. He was critical of it at Burnley where Kane played and we lost. And he was mm. critical of it at Southampton where Kane played and we lost. Mm. So, you know, you're right in saying just because if Harry Kane had played Saturday to, to say that, oh, that's that's all we needed to beat West Ham, it's, it's simply mm. not the case. And don't mm. forget, we beat West Ham at the council tip this year in a cup and we didn't have <laughs> Kane playing that night. So, you know, it, it is possible. I mean, Sonny, Sonny Saturday just looked, it was a really strange performance for Sonny, wasn't it? I mean, it was, yeah. he, he yeah. got, that ball, got the ball in the first half in the same position where he got the one that scored that fantastic goal against Chelsea and he kind of got it caught between his two legs yeah. and his touch. Yeah. He had an early touch when he ran the edge of the box in the first half where it was a really heavy touch. And, you know, Sonny didn't look the... And then I thought his, 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 his attempt to win a penalty was, was Salah-esque. Yeah. And if Salah yeah. had done that, yeah. we'd be absolutely yeah. screaming. But, yeah. you know, he turned the man inside and just fell to the floor. And you thought, come yeah. on, Sonny, it's... You know, and, and he didn't play particularly well against Brighton in the, in the, on think, the Wednesday well, night. I think also as well, you have to, you know, picking up on Mel's point earlier where... Let's be serious. He's been pulled from pillar to post, oh, yes. from across yeah. The, yeah. the world and back and straight back in and then across the world again and back and straight back in. And sooner or later, his body is going to let him down. And I think that's what we've probably seen the last few games. Son looks very, especially Brighton and West Ham, he just looks, him and Ali as well, they just mm. look so off the pace. There's no speed when they're mm. making runs. They just look knackered. Mm. What's the thoughts, oh, you know guys, on, on Ali, just simply and Troy? Thoughts on Dele Ali? Mm. Because there's, again, the social media, you know what it's like out there. You know, it's frivolous at times. Fans flaring up about, you know, his lack of performance over recent times. But I saw Jace, you put out a message on Twitter at the weekend. I want to get Troy's thoughts on it. That the fact is, has Dele been in his, posi- in his best position at times? I mean, that's also an argument for him. Um, what's your thoughts on his overall game, um, Dele Ali? I mean, he's also been playing with an injury as well. Is it easy to make excuses, Troy? What do you think for a player of his quality? Uh, I don't think we actually appreciate, and I, and I think at times we do, but I don't think we massively appreciate what happened last summer. And there was always going to be a period when most of those players that were part of that World Cup squad were going to have downtime, were going to get right off the boil. Um, the injuries don't help. Um, yes, Delhi's been asked to do other things now, and those other things sometimes people don't see the impact of a positional change or know sort of slight amend to his his free-flowing game and I don't think you can judge a lad negatively with what he's contributed for me I don't think you can I think yes you can have a question on it you know Delhi's not performing to the to the levels that he was but there for me there's mitigating circumstances 
And then you look at him after a good break in the summer. I know I've just said this about Harry, but I think it's wrong to judge those players that have been on that crest of a wave in the summer. Mm. I yep. know, and I know that's England. And I know that's nothing to do with Spurs ultimately, but we all glorified in what they did in the summer. And I think we should know that levels are going to go up and down throughout the course of this season um, because of the impact of the summer, because of the impact of injury, because of the impact of possible, you know, them having to go and play at Wembley and then, you know, get adjust to this new ground. So there's lots of negative things that these people can pick up on and then throw them at the players. But I'm going to go back to what Mel said again because I'm never going to acknowledge what Jason says until he stops talking about Wamba Saka. But, um, you know, and I've lost my point now that I was going to say just because I wanted to have a go at Jason. But, um, <laughs> it's easy, it's tempting, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, no, it's right. But, you know, we we have to appreciate that, the you know, there are up and down periods and up and down spells for these players. And I think we're punching above, I think that's what I was going to say, we're punching above our weight. We, we have excelled in, in at times this season where maybe we shouldn't have done because like you say if you look at all the you know the fact that we were at Wembley the fact that the fans in the end didn't want to turn up to Wembley the fact that we've moved stadiums the fact that we spent no money the fact that those players were on international duty for so long you know we shouldn't be third in the league we should definitely not be in a Champions League semi-final if that's what what we're going to say but no those players have gone above and beyond they've stuck their neck out they've improved in the Champions League when we were on the verge of going out and they really stuck to their task in that competition. We got close to Man City and Liverpool and then we and then I think we've then realised that hold on, they're going at a pace that we just cannot sustain with this squad. Um and yes, it's quite frightening when you think twelve defeats and how many points, nineteen, twenty points, whatever it is we are behind. But you know, if we had ever won the game, what was the game? Was it the Wolves game? If we had ever won the Wolves That's game, right. I think well, it, it was. could change anything. It could have, done, it? It could have, it could yeah, have potentially changed could, everything. Yep. It could have potentially changed anything. But you know what? You look at Wolves and what they've done to other teams and realise that ultimately we've been beaten by a side that's actually you know, going on beating many of the other top sides as well. So, you know, I, I know people might say, well, it's easy for you to say, Troy, but I, I just, I don't see the, I don't see the negativity Yes, West Ham is a really disappointing performance. One, because they really give it to you so much and all of a sudden they've won one cup final in a season and they think that they're <laughs> the it. best thing since sliced bread. That's but it, yeah. come come on now, do you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that we, like I said, all could be well by tonight and a, and a victory against Ajax that could almost put you into the final could mean that the whole opinion then changes again, you know, particularly on social media. Agree with that. Now, listen. Before we look ahead to Ajax, massive game. We'll just quick discuss and digest the goal, just to get over it. And Jason, I want to come to you because Davis lets that cross in, pay him wherever he wants. Toby Alderweireld caught out again. Jace and Davinson not quick enough to react. I mean, was it just awful defending on the whole for that goal, Jace? Yeah, it wasn't great defending by any. But as you say, it's the second week in a row that the ball's just drifted over the top of Toby, and uh, he's lost his man behind him. But keep, you know, pay him whatever he wants. <laughs> Pay him whatever he wants, you know, Toby. Pay him whatever he wants. <laughs> about the fifth time or sixth time somebody's got in behind him with a free header and things like that, but pay him whatever he wants. What's that interesting? Did you vote for him as your player of the season? No, I mean, you know what I, what I mean about Toby. I mean, yeah, I know you rate it's, it's, it, it, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I wish, I'd, I'd love him to sign that contract. Of course. But, you know, Toby, Toby's own form this season 
you know, he's, he's been consistent in the sense that he's been one of the few people that have managed to get, what, 30, over 30 games for us. But there has been a few mistakes. I mean, look at the mistake he made in, in Holland in the PSV game. Yeah. You know, the same mistake that Foyth got absolutely blasted for against Arsenal, paying whatever he wants made that night, and everyone <laughs> totally ignored it. But, um, you know, Toby hasn't been his vintage Toby this season, that's for sure. But, you know, I still hopefully we sort something out in the summer with him, mate. And uh, we want Toby to stay and do, yeah. back to his usual imperious form. But yeah, it wasn't a great goal. But other than that, I thought Ben Davis actually had a decent goal. There was about three or four times he made fantastic covering blocks and tackles and things. So, you know, but he wasn't close enough to Arnautovic and, and they scored from it for sure. Mm. I mean, Mel, thoughts on the goal for you? It was just a really poor goal to concede from a Spurs perspective, wasn't it? Do you know what? I think it was awful defending. I'm not going to blame Toby because I, I ride for Toby. I love him. But <laughs> what, my, what my problem is, is that I'm not going to blame Poch because, and his decisions because of the circumstances we're in. Obviously, got a semi-final ahead of us tonight. And yeah. that, but it's just the constant chopping and changing of the defence. Mm. I don't like seeing it. And I think it lets us down a lot. There, a lot of them, they, we, we have a setback for you. You know, Toby and Jan play their best together. And when you're just constantly chopping and changing it, that's when I've noticed we're just letting in awful goals. It's funny you so say, I think I agree with you, Mel. Sure, you know, you've got a son that plays in the Premier League. The fact of the matter is that consistency is sometimes key. When you change players, goalkeeper, defenders, back four, it does leave an ease of uncertainty, doesn't it, around the camp at times, especially in the squad? Yeah. Yeah, do you know what? Those positions at the back, I think sometimes you can rotate other areas and you kind of get like-for-like impact or you don't worry as, as much in terms of the de- defensive prowess because you, you're mainly there to go forward or you're there as a protection to the defence and if you mess up, then the defence is the next line and then the goalkeeper is the next line. For me, I agree again, you know, it, it's that chopping and changing at the back. I don't think Davison Sanchez looks looks... I think he's still someone that needs a lot of guidance in the way that he plays. So put it that way. I, I don't want to criticise him. It's interesting, so Troy. There's a, there's a few saying that as well about Davinson, and it's hard because for me, yeah. he's a young defender. I think he's going to get better with time. Like anything, he's a young defender with age, with games, with experience. He's only going to learn, as you know, Troy, from being on the field. Do you think yeah. he can step up for Spurs? Can he become? You I, know, I think I think he can, but he needs he needs that guidance around him. He's mm. not where maybe we think he is right. in terms of the leader that we want at the back. He's got great strength. He, he, you know, he covers areas really well, but realistically, regardless of whether that ball went in the box towards Antonio, he should have cut, he should have cut that out. He should have been able. So the ball's gone into the box. He should have been able to have read that. If you remember, look, that run from uh, Antonio later on in the game where he powered through everybody and, and looked like, right, end product, see you later. And just that little nudge, from from Davison, put him off his, his strike and you thought, wow, that is great defending. So he's got it in his locker to be able to to provide that little bit of gall and that little bit of, of, of that, the little bit of a nasty streak that a defender needs. But I think he gets caught awareness sometimes and I think, you know, being next to being next to or, or being spoke you know, having to be spoken through the game a lot, we we sooner or later because let's be serious, he's young in whose terms. So he's got, you know, if he's learning from from these these things, then we'll stop seeing the slight errors that end up with the ball in the back of the net. But listen, I think he's he's, he's a great lad that has to come through in time and has to be 
someone who you can rely on when there's no Toby or there's no Yan there. He, he's not that player yet. So that that's um, that's what I want to see from him. But listen, ultimately, the goal could have been preventable. But, you know, ultimately, it's ended up in the back of the net and it's the one that's decided the game. Mm, agree with that. Now, listen, before we move ahead to Ajax, we've got one final question before we do. I'm going to fire this one over to you, Jace. This is from, uh, say, Monty Theroux at Garden Jadonid, who says, Is Dyer a top four midfielder? Question mark. He's got club captain for Everton or Newcastle written all over him, in my opinion. Oh, wow. The default sideways <laughs> nudge he seems to fixate on just piles more pressure on the likes of Delhi and Ericsson for them to do something way back down the pitch that they'd like. Is that harsh, Chase, or is that where Eric Dyer is at the moment? Interesting thoughts there. Well, I mean, Eric Dyer's played how many games since since Christmas? Because a game because of injury. I mean, is Eric Dyer really, really fit at the moment? Has he got the mobility and fitness that that you really want from him. And that's that's not a criticism of Eric Dyer. That's that's perhaps a reason why you're not seeing Eric Dyer at his very best. I thought Eric Dyer for the first half of season was was about our only midfield player that, that was constantly having to play week in, week out. And yep. perhaps he was playing through playing through one or two injuries at that stage when we couldn't rotate because there was no sign of Wanyama. So I think, you know, I'd, I'd like to see Eric Dyer get a really good summer off. Um, obviously that Nations League game is in there but it shouldn't be too much and, and like a lot of the players let him come back next season fully refreshed fully fit and then we'll have a much better impression of, of Eric Dyer but I think he's, 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 his confidence has been hit a little bit he's lost his England place hasn't he for, for, for big games and, it, and he was struggling throughout most of this season but as I say I, I think a lot of that is down to Certainly, since Christmas, he's hardly. He's, he's, I think he's started what three Premier League games. Yeah. So you know, if you're not starting regular Premier League, I think you know Troy would know better from from Andros, obviously. But I think with any Premier League player, you need to get eight, nine, ten games under your belt in a row before you have confidence in whatever injuries you've got, and before you get your real rhythm back and your timing back and things like that. And unfortunately, Eric Dyer's having to to go through that stage as well. And, you know, he's got Delhi alongside him Saturday. Delhi Ali doesn't look anywhere near fit to me. Nowhere near fit. So, you know, you've got probably half a Dyer and a, and a, a third of Delhi Ali, and, and you're asking them to compete and give their best. And you're just not able to do it physically at the moment. Yeah, I think you're right. I think what we have to realise is the impact on, on these players' bodies. And they're being judged on on 80% fitness, 70% fitness, and they're being judged because there's no one there to replace them and there's no one there to, to give them, you know, they haven't got the time to get back to 100%. Um, and sometimes that's not even the player's fault. It's needs must more than anything else. And I think you can see that in just, I think mobility is a, is a great word in terms of how people get about the way that we play our football the energy that is needed to play our kind of football. You know, Wanyama, you look at him and there's times when he looks exceptional, but there's also times when you think, yeah, you can tell he's been injured, he's short, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I think that should yeah. be levelled up quite a number of the players um, because of the injury factor. So, again, when you throw all that into the boiling pot, you kind of think to yourself, well, we ain't done too bad this season because here we are being critical of players who have, who have had injuries or who have, you know, had a long summer, who have, haven't have had a break, who, you know, you throw all that into the pot and then you think, well, hold on, we're, we're, I'll go back to it, we're third in the league and, you know, we're in the Champions League semi-final, you know, competing to get into the, 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 the final of the richest tournament, well, the richest cup tournament in, in, in um, you know, in, in, in European football. So, 
I, I, I don't know. I think sometimes we we look into things a little bit too much without realizing the the kind of nature of of, of how we play and 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 you know what it, what the impact that it's had on on, on players, but. You know, the ultimately that it's the fan that pays their money, or the fan that watches the game via social media. What people write on social media that that have these opinions without really knowing the true the true impact of of you know what I'm not saying what we know, but what what's happened to these players. I think as well, you know, I, I saw the other day when when we played Man City on the Saturday and Kevin De Bruyne went down again, and you know Pep said after the game, I think that's what the third time Kevin De Bruyne has yeah, broke down yeah. this season. Yeah. And Pep, so one of the things Pep Guardiola said, the problem when you get a, a big injury and you're out for a long time is you can never quite then get the physical work back in to get you fully fit. to get Not into during the course of the season, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. And, and yeah. Kevin De Bruyne is probably only training 70% of the time or 70% tilt and eventually the thing goes. And I think that's what Delhi's worrying about. I feel like you, you look at Delhi and I, I don't remember the last time I really saw Delhi sprint. And because of that mm. hamstring that went at Fulham, I fear mm-hmm. with Delhi that he thinks if I really go for a full blast sprint, that hamstring goes, and then then that's my season over. And we're looking at it in case of Delhi thinking with with Wanyama Dyer not fit, Winks out for the season, Sissoko maybe back tomorrow, but you don't know when. That Delhi thinks I'm the only person in central midfield. Mm-hmm. I can't miss the rest of the season, so and, he's and kind you know, of coasting through a game rather than than putting his body on the line. And I can understand that. And you know what. You know the silly thing about it is that Potts will be criticised if Deli Ali sits on the bench. Yeah, if he mm-hmm. if he if Kip, Skip plays ahead of Delhi, I don't know for two three games because he's trying to monitor how Delhi or Aaron Eric Dyer or whoever it may be comes back into the team, the eleven. He gets criticised for that as well. So you're in a no win situation yep. anyway. You know, and who's who, who's to know that the management team haven't had a chat with Delhi? Who's to know that they haven't had a chat? And just look. Get yourself through games. Jason's right. Get yourself through games. You know what I mean? Don't do this. Don't do that. Just make sure, you know, we, we're topping up your fitness by getting you through 70, 75, 80 minutes, you know. So we're not privy to those conversations. And listen, everyone knows the lad's not 110% fit, but he's having to manage how he gets through games. And, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a difficult thing. But, you know, that's what the game's about. It's all about hindsight. It's all about people, you know, probably thinking what, Deli Ali's doing or what an Eric Dyer's doing without really knowing the information that has been provided to those lads because there's 18 fit players or there's 17, 16 fit players before we delve into a youth squad, you know, so it's just sometimes when you know the deeper elements of the game, you'll appreciate and understand that a little bit more than, you know, than having a pop and whatever else. But to the naked eye, Delhi doesn't look fit. Eric Dyer doesn't look fit. Wanyama doesn't look fit. Son looks knackered. Do you know what I mean? We could go through the lot of them. Cheers, you know, Troy. Looking forward to Ajax tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Should we, we, we get the reserves ready? <laughs> no, but you know what? You look at the intensity in which the team played away at Manchester City. A lot of teams, would, let me tell you now, a lot of teams would have folded in that second leg yeah, against City. Oh, yeah, a lot That's of it. teams would have folded and, and it would have absolutely been... It would have been one-way traffic. And I think even City were kind of like, right, we've got them now. Hold on, they're back in it. You know what I mean? We've got them now. Hold on, they're back in it. So, you know, you've got a, you know, courses for courses kind of thing. We put everything on the line at the Etihad and, and, you know, ultimately got the desired result. So I think the team knows when to step up when it has to. And I think they're keeping a little bit in reserve for tonight's game. That's for sure. Mel, Troy is very kindly there, laid out the injury list. 
So, I mean, we're all looking forward to tonight. Everything's going to be absolutely fine. Although we haven't got any players, we should be we should be coasting it, shouldn't we? What do you think ahead of tonight's uh, Champions League semi-final? Absolutely coasting it. 5-0. <laughs> there you go. Look, we've even put the predictions out anyway before we've discussed it. That's how, that's how confident we are. But honestly, Mel, you know, we talk about there about the injuries. I mean, one player I did want to ask you about is Lucas Mora because he said that it's the biggest game of his career in the build-up. He says he needs to enjoy the experience and give it his all. And it's funny with Mora because I think a lot of people were maybe surprised to see him come off at the weekend because he was one of the players that was having a bit of an impact on the game. But yeah, do you think yeah. the reason why he did come off was to protect him because he's going to be, really be starting tonight? I believe so. I think um, it was definitely to preserve him for the Ajax game because Lu- Lucas scored us that all-important goal at the new Camp. He did. Spot on. You know, yeah. Cause us to qualify, and I think it will be very important because Ajax are a team. They like to play into space, but they also leave a lot of space. Lucas is that runner. Well, the, the runner we've got at the moment, considering the list. But I think he he's going to be the all important player for us tonight. Mm. Um, um, being completely honest, I'm not expecting a win, especially because Ajax are a lot stronger away from home in the Champions League. If I remember correctly, they haven't actually won at home away from the group stage. I think it was um I think it was just draws. Yeah. So they're a lot stronger away from draws, yeah. And obviously considering our list, I'm a uh, <laughs> I, I try to be optimistic. I hope that, you know, the players they give it their all. I suppose in the Champions League it's also luck that plays a part, you know. If Chelsea can flute their way to a final back in twenty twelve, uh, why can't luck help us out as well, you know? That's it. I mean, listen, we might need a bit of luck because the injury list like Troy's kind of laid out, Jason. I mean, we saw Sotoko and Vertonghen both training for Spurs on the Tuesday morning. Winks, Kane, Oria missing entirely. Lamella jogging alone with a fitness coach. I mean, you might argue he's done it for months, Jason, the way it's been going with Lamella. Um, and Loris with the outfield players. I mean, Jace, the list there is endless. It is a case of Holby City. What's your thoughts going into the game tonight, Jace? You know, like I said earlier, the team, the team, I get a feeling will more or less pick itself. You know, it's a question of who's fit and you're you're playing type of thing. I'm not worried too much about that. It's just got to be an occasion that, you know, it's a Champions League semi-final. The first time we've had a semi-final of the European Cup since 1962. Despite all the fact that's gone on this summer, it's an occasion you've just got to enjoy, isn't it? I mean, Jesus Christ, we've waited years and years and years for a night like this and you know I'm, I'm not going to let any negativity stop that enjoyment and you know whatever the result let's hope we get a, a, a result that we take to Holland where the, the tie is still alive that's for sure unless we unless we go with a 3-0 lead like we did in Dortmund but just just embrace it and, and don't moan and groan if Kieran Trippier <laughs> first into the crowd I mean so fucking what just <laughs> the moaning and groaning and just get behind the team for 90 and if I had scored don't sit there in silence because you know the atmosphere was poor as soon as West Ham scored you know the, the, the magic wall was was the disappearing wall I thought on Saturday oh, so you know we can't have that you, you've got to stay with the players and give it your all and you know if you're demanding the players give their all and show some passion on the pitch you've got to do that off the pitch as well yourselves and embrace the occasion and enjoy it yeah. Right, so can we not just play that speech before the start of the game? You know, <laughs> instead of the the Champions League national anthem, we just play that. Yeah. <laughs> are you telling me, Jack? I mean, are you telling me, Troy? You agree with Jason? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I? You know, there he's, you go. he's the person that keeps keeps me under pressure and and um, <laughs> ultimately wants me to to make a new signing. So um, someone's no, got to do it for us, Troy. Yeah, I know. Come Listen, on, Troy, right. you know that release 
clues. <laughs> listen, he's right. I mean, ultimately, listen, I have no qualms about tonight's game. You know, if you're not going to get up for a Champions League, semi, you only have a biggest thing to get up for is the final. Obviously, if you're not going to get up for a Champions League semi-final, then, you know, then you don't deserve to be in it anyway. I, but I've got no question about the team, how it will approach the game. Um, Ajax are a free-flowing, open team as well. So I think that kind of suits us, to be totally honest. They're not going to be... I don't think they're going to be sitting back, hoping that they get one on the break and win 1-0. So I think the openness of the game will will suit. And I think... I mean, Jason's right. The fans have a massive part to play. Um, And it's not just when a goal is scored. They have a massive part to play into making the stadium tomorrow night really uncomfortable. Um, listen, Ajax have been to, to Real Madrid, they've been to Juve, so they've experienced it anyway and they've come out the other end, you know. But we need to make the ground and the experience totally uncomfortable for them to give us an edge. Um, but I don't I don't have any... Personally, I don't have any worries. I'm not sure I'm going to go as far as Mel's 5-0, but <laughs> I don't have any worries, you know, in terms of how we approach the game and... You just hope that the players are firing and you hope that the fans are firing for the players. Tactics are spot on. Um, and, you know, it, it's then best team wins. And I think that's, I think we'll, it will be a real ding-dong game. Mm. It's not one to tug on the heart. I think if you've, if you've got anything wrong with your ticket tomorrow, tonight, then you, you need to be careful oh. because I think it's going to be one of those backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. But I think both games will. I think the game in, at their place will as well. So, mm. Listen, it's exciting. Enjoy it. That's what I would say. Enjoy and two it. great football inside choice, isn't it? I mean, two sides that don't relatively spend a huge amount of money. They develop their own talent through the academy. Like obviously, Andros came isn't, through. Isn't that a great yeah, factor? Yeah, isn't this a great thing for football? Ajax or Ajax. I mean, mm. it's probably it's probably a better story than than ours, to be totally honest, in the mm. terms of how they've got through to this stage and um, you know and are one step away, two steps away from a final. You know, in the Champions League, who yeah. would have thought? the last time they appeared in it, that we'd see Ajax again. Because to be totally honest, when they got drawn in in their group, people just, it was nostalgia more than anything else. But, you know, they 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 really met the challenge. All of a sudden now, there's something to be questioned. I don't know who's favourites. People have made us favourites, but I don't see how we can be favourites because of what Ajax have done in the last couple of rounds. So maybe it's best that they are favourites. We take the underdog tag, and and you know the underdog beats beats the lion as such. So, it's it's listen, it, it's creditable what both teams have done in terms of you look at the resources of a Real Madrid, a Juve, and you look at the personnel that they have, and yet it's Ajax versus Tottenham in the semi final. So that should be massive credit, um, and hopefully, it'll, you know, it will be one that we we get over that that final challenge. Okay, now before I bring Mel in, Troy, I've got one last question to ask you, Pochettino and his pre-match press conference was explaining at his first meeting with Daniel Levy and how it went and he said at his house he was without his <laughs> shoes on in pyjamas it was in the afternoon I just want to ask you Troy did you ever have any meetings with Daniel Levy when you was around no, at the time I in his pyjamas I didn't have any meetings with Daniel Levy in his pyjamas that's for sure okay. um, <laughs> to be honest what I don't even want a picture of that to be totally honest so I'll leave that where it is um, but no I didn't have the pleasure of those kind of meetings I suppose you've got to be a little bit 
special to have those meetings in terms of seeing Daniel in a pair of pyjamas anyway. But listen, I'm going to get that thought out of my head very quickly. Okay, just enjoy. Thanks for asking that question. That was that was on my mind the last hour. I had to, I had to bring that in there. Uh, Jace, give us make, your... make sure you warn Wayne Bissaka about the pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Jason would want to come in there. Mel, come oh, on in. You've, you've gone with a brave prediction, Mel, already of 5-0. So, tell us, who's going to get the goals then, Mel? Janssen. Janssen? He's not even legible. Janssen's not playing. Now, 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 you take that back, yeah? Take, I believed everything you said up until you said that. Take that back. He's not no, there, I, Mel. No, all, all jokes aside, I can, I can see Lucas scoring. I've really? got a lot of faith in Lucas tonight, yeah. OK, there you go. A lot of faith in Lucas. God, we need to be. I mean, Jay's like, you know, Troy says they're a huge game for both clubs. It's massive, isn't it? You, I still can't believe we're sitting here talking about a Champions League semi-final for Tottenham. You have to pinch yourself. you just got to look forward to it, Jace, haven't you, really? Well, of course you have. And, and you know, as, as we said earlier, in amongst everyone saying, oh, you've got to spend and everyone's strengthened, you know, we're in a semi-final and PSG have yet to make a semi-final in the Champions League and they've spent, what, about £58 billion on That's people. It. So, yeah. you know, it just shows you again that it's not simply a question of spending and, and things like that. But, yeah, you have. And, like I said earlier, if Lorente's playing, it's no good getting on players' backs and saying, oh, he's too slow, we should have signed somebody last summer. It's about 90 minutes tomorrow night and that's all you can concentrate on and, and enjoy it. Absolutely enjoy it, mate. I, I can't wait for it. I'm not in the least bit... Mark Butcher, and I know, listens to the show. Mark's, Mark always gets nervous when he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> and he's Mark, don't be nervous, mate. I'm not in the least bit nervous. I'm just absolutely relishing it and, and can't wait for the kickoff time. There you go. Now, Jace, before we go into predictions, I know you wanted to pick up on a video you saw over the weekend um, that was obviously on the social media front. Did you want to say a few words on that? Yeah, I think young young Ella Markham put the, the video on of, uh, in the stadium dancing away. What a fantastic video it is. And, and anyone that wanted to post abuse from it, either from Tottenham or other clubs, absolutely ridiculous. Just let the young girl enjoy a, a day out at Tottenham. And it was a fantastic video. And to her dad that posted the video, fair play to him. And, and you know, hopefully they're, they're both smiling away tomorrow night, mate. Or tonight, rather. Oh, man, I agree with that. Okay then, right, it's that time. Mel's gone with 5-0. She's told us more is going to be amongst the goals. Brave prediction there from debut on the show. She's got to come back at some point as well. She'll hopefully stick to that. Right, Mel, sticking with it, yeah? Stick with it. Vincent Jensen a hat-trick, though. I'm a bit worried about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Mel's going more amongst the goals. That's good enough for us. Tell us, Jace, what are you going for? Honestly, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw, mate, and and then we're all to play for in, in Holland. OK, 1-1 draw, all to play for in Holland. It wouldn't be Spurs wow. like Troy says. You said about the, the ticker Troy is going to be going. I mean, 1-1 <laughs> would leave that game right open for a second leg. What are you going to give us, Troy? OK, so um, I'm going 2-1. 2-1 Spurs. 2-1 Spurs. Um, I think it will be... Listen, like I said, I think it will be nip and tuck. It will be end to end. It will be, it will be one where if you're not in the game, you're watching behind the couch almost, and you know waiting for the the, the cheers and all that kind of stuff. But I, I, listen, I think we'll nick it. Two uh, one obviously leaves the game wide open at their place, um, but I think that's what it will be. I don't think there's much between the two teams, and if both teams play to their potential. You know, I think there's just going to be an odd goal in it, like we've seen, you know, with Man City. So, 2-1 to take us into the, the second leg and, a, and an early away goal to almost settle the nerves once we're out there. 
Okay, well, I'm going to go 1-0 Spurs. I think it'll be very similar to City. We'll get that vital goal, the home goal at the lane. I say the lane, the new stadium, of course. And oh, second leg's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I'm hoping we're going to get through, honestly. I've tra- to be sitting here with Spurs and to even think about a Champions League final just is goosebumps. So it's going to be a special, yeah, yeah. special night tonight, Champions League semi-final. Before I let you all go, I want to ask you guys for your player of the season. Now, obviously, Spurs members are already voting on the website. So just very quickly, if I can go round one by one who you voting for your player of the season Mel let me start with you who have you gone for for your player of the season Sissoko Sissoko there you go see I've got to agree with you as well I think Sissoko has been the fairy tale football story where you have a guy that's come in you know supporters on his back turned around opinion played so well now one of the first names on the team sheet he's just been incredible Jace who have you gone with I voted for Wambasaka on Palaces, mate. No, <laughs> Will you leave him alone, Jace? <laughs> no, um, it was really close. <laughs> I, I, I no thought, one wants to I listen think, to what you've got to say, Jace, anyway, so get lost. Yeah? I think, I think Sonny, if, if you put it in really decisive moments, Sonny's, Sonny stood up time and time again yeah, and, and won us points. But I think, for me, I voted for it on the week-in, week-out out-and-out consistency, and so I, I just favoured Musa Sissoko in that respect. There you go, incredible. And Troy, who would you have voted yeah. for if you did vote? It's, it's, it's Son for me. I okay. just think, you know, yes, listen, we have to acknowledge the massive turnaround in what Sissoko's had to do for, you know, just to get to where he is, to be lauded, to be loved, to be missed, more importantly. And, and you can tell that he's been missed at the moment. But for me, the vital moments have been produced by Son. I just think the moments where, we, you know, we spoke about those late goals in late games and stuff like that. And I think he's provided those moments, particularly when the star centre forward has been out, um, that has kept us, kept us driving on as such. And like I said, with... The fact that he has been away the same way those England players were away, but also has been away again, and he's still kept his level of performance the way that it is. It's only now that we're questioning it, but uh, yeah, listen, it, it could go nip or tuck, but I'm yeah. just edging towards Son. There you go, Son, he's a soak amongst the votes. I think those two will be popular. I mean, Vertonghen has had an incredible season as well. Alderweireld, consistent. Honestly, it's an open vote this year, so... Get your votes in. I think, unanimously, I think Sissoko, for me, has got to win it. But I agree with your choice. You know, Sonny, like Jason said as well, in defining moments in the season where he's had to step up, boy, has he done it. And like I say, we're sitting here, Charity's in the final. So much to look forward to. Jace, thank you as much for coming back on. It's been a pleasure, as always. No problem, mate. We'll see you on Thursday. And are you enjoying the married life? Well, it's okay at the moment. Yeah, we're a week in. So we're still not divorced just yet. <laughs> so it's all good. That dancing at the wedding made Fernando Lorente look like you say Bolt, mate. <laughs> Cheers, Jace. Such a charmer. Such a charmer. Fantastic. Isn't brilliant. he brilliant? Troy, thank you so much. And I hope Jason Absolute won't scare pleasure. you off for coming back on. Whether Wan-Bissaka whether no. is at Palace or not next season. Listen, he continues the banner all the way through Twitter as well. So I'm scared to post now because I know he's going to jump on the back of it. So, um, But no, it's all good. Absolute pleasure. And sorry again that I'm on after a defeat. But hopefully the therapy session um, has been good for everyone again. Yeah, I've already got you penciled in for Norwich at home next season, Troy. Don't worry. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Fantastic. Troy, thank you so much. And Mel, thank you for a wonderful debut. It's been a pleasure having you on. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed having you here. Thank you, it's been great, it's a pleasure. Oh, you're a star. Well, listen, guys, we are back this Thursday on Love Sport, taking all your calls on what's going to be a huge, huge show. It's going to be myself, Jason and Lee McQueen coming your way on Thursday, hopefully reviewing Spurs, 
getting off to a win in the first leg of this Champions League semi-final against Ajax. Enjoy the show, and of course, of always, up the Spurs! Podcast Network.